Hello again, welcome back to another episode of my podcast, From Victim to Thriver. My name is Brent, and I'm a victim of emotional abuse from a covert narcissist. I want to preface this podcast by saying I'm not a medical expert, nor am I a professional in mental health or personality disorders. This is just for educational purposes, and I'm sharing my story. Today, I wanted to talk about acceptance, and that could mean many different things, but there are certain things that we should look at trying to accept as truth and reality and then figuring out what our path forward is from that truth. You know, in my in my personal healing journey through this process, I think acceptance has been the, you know, other than therapy, I think it's been a key part of my healing journey. And for everybody, acceptance could be something different, right? It could be at a high level, it could be that you're accepting that person for who they are and you're trying to work through it, or you're accepting that that person is who they are and you're getting away from them. It can be really hard to find that acceptance for somebody that's really close to you that you love so dearly, and it can be very challenging to cope with. And for me, at this point in time, I've accepted who she is, uh, I've accepted that that's the reality, and I've accepted that it would be extremely difficult for that person to change even remotely. If you're in a similar position like myself where you've detached from the narcissist and you're trying to move on, the acceptance will help you move through the different stages of your recovery. Um, you know, things will organically and naturally evolve for you through the process. It will give you the clarity that you need to truly heal. And you'll see this person for who they really are. And then another piece of acceptance would be accepting that you have been abused and this person is abusive. And on the other side of the spectrum, if you're not at the level of acceptance yet or you haven't figured out how to get there, you're probably, you know going through different emotions and then avoiding certain emotions. If you're in this type of position, please get some professional help. I highly advise that you seek a therapist, go through the process of the healing journey, talk about how you feel. It's really important because let me tell you, I have developed my own level of PTSD from the abuse that I have received, and I'll give you the example, and it's awful. I went out to dinner with a friend maybe two weeks ago, about, you know, let's call it two weeks after I had left my, my ex, and I was explaining something to them at dinner, something that they didn't know anything about. So I was trying to give them as much information as possible to give them a fundamental understanding of what I was talking about. And... Maybe 30 to 40 seconds into me starting that conversation, I stopped myself almost mid-sentence and I apologized to the person and I said, I'm sorry, I'm mansplaining to you. And the person responded immediately by saying, you're not mansplaining, I'm very interested in what you have to say. And I thought to myself, oh my God, this is part of the abuse that I received because anytime I would open my mouth to my ex... I was either being a patriarch or I was mansplaining or I was being rude or whatever, just choose a word that's negative and that's what I was being. And it was very toxic. And I've accepted that. I, I am able to self-identify that that took place and tell myself, 
this is this is PTSD from the abuse that I received. And being able to identify that and accept that gives me goosebumps. And being able to accept these things is integral to your journey forward in healing. The next thing I want to talk about would be the concept of hope or the survival of the like hope and faith in, in whatever it is that you have hope or faith in, whether it's being able to reconcile with the person or if you're still in the relationship, if you think that they can change. It, it's That's the vicious cycle that you're stuck in. Where I am right now, to give you an example, is I've admitted to myself my truths the truth of the situation I was in, the abuse that I received. Uh, but there's still that glimmer of hope inside of me. And it's not that I don't want to let that die. It's, you know, this person was with me for nearly seven years. They're the mother of my child. We were building a life together. So there's there's going to be that connection inside of me to this person that I never want to let die. And I don't think I'll ever let it die. But the fact that I'm able to accept who this person is allows me to move forward in a in a meaningful and healthy way on my journey to live a fulfilling and happy life and where this becomes really difficult is if you're holding on to hope you're still emotionally hooked to this person you're addicted to the narcissist and i'm not gonna lie i'm I'm hooked. I'm addicted to this person. I I still see and imagine in my mind uh, a life with this person, a happy life with this person, even though that I know it's extremely difficult. Um, I've come to the realization that even if we were to try and make things work, you know, there's a few elements that would need to take place, almost like conditions, right? Like I'll give you an example. This person would need to admit that they take some level of ownership or accountability for the way things have been. You know, even if that's a 50-50 accountability, it that's a start. And with that, then you have to figure out, you know, how much effort do you think you're each going to have to put in to make things work? And a friend of mine gave me some really good advice about this after I left. And he said, if, if there's any chance of you reconciling with this person, you need to make sure that you're at least over 100%. And the percentage is relevant to how much you each want the relationship to work and how much effort you're willing to put in. So when I left my wife, I was at, let's say, a 1%. And then if my wife is also currently at 1%, then we have a 98% deficit to come up to, right? To, to fill that gap at the very least. So, you know, I thought to myself, I've accepted who this person is. I've accepted the abuse that I've received. I'm arming myself with the equipment and the knowledge to manage and handle the situations that, you know, as a victim, those situations that you might be in to better respond to that person, to understand what might trigger them so that you don't say those things. And, you know, if the person in your life is not a full-fledged, diehard narcissist, if they're just showing some tendencies or behaviors, I would imagine that there's opportunity for reconciliation in those circumstances. In my position with where I am at, I truly believe that I'm dealing with a covert narcissist at an extreme level. 
And the reality is, is I don't think that this person is going to be able to do the things that they need to do for us to be together and be happy. Because even still to this day, in any communication that we've sent back and forth, it's constant blame shifting. It's all about me. What am I going to do to resolve this? What am I going to do to change? What am I going to do to fix this? It's never about, you know, what are we going to do together to fix this? What what are they going to do to fix this? It's always, you know, on the victim as usual. One of the vicious cycles that occurs is when you just choose to believe the nonsense or the lies that a narcissist tells you, you know, that you're the one making it difficult, that you're not doing good enough, that you're not trying hard enough. And you continue to struggle on with that, with faith or hope that it, you know, you kind of just find the person that you need to be to make this person happy and that everything will be all right and that you'll eventually be loved the way that you want to be loved. I'll tell you right now, from my experience, it's nothing's ever good enough. The goalpost will just move and it continues to move. And I've experienced that firsthand. You know, a good example would be chores around the house, you know, and my my ex was the type of person who was very much like kill the patriarchy. Everything should be 50 50 in the house. And I'm cool with that. The challenge is, is that we were doing, let's say, 50-50, even though it was more like 80-20 on my part. And I was still doing all the quote-unquote manly chores, right? So I was still doing the lawn, shoveling the snow, taking care of everything outside of the house, taking care of the garage, taking care of the utility room in the basement. Every piece of the house that would be considered you know, more of the man's responsibility by traditional definition would fall on me, even though this person claimed to be an equality chaser, a feminist, you know, all this stuff. But it's like only when that fits their narrative is when it counts. And how are you supposed to accept that? that? You can't. It's unfair. And the impact that all of this has on yourself, you know, it's like an onion. You're peeling away the layers of yourself to please somebody else. And over time, you lose yourself. You become, you almost become nothing. You just become this void in this physical living body, but you you have nothing inside of you anymore. You've lost your self-worth. You've lost your self-esteem. Your ego has been beaten into the ground. And all you're doing is trying to please this person that really can't be pleased. So what's the solution? Acceptance, awareness. Those are the, those are key elements to the solution, right? If you can see what's really going on and accept that reality for its truth, you can find your way forward. I want to read a quote that I found online. It says, accept that the narcissist is what they are. They are totally incapable of love and deep connection. Nothing you did or didn't do would have changed the outcome. You were not loved for you as a person. You were viewed as an object and loved for your utility, not for your individuality. You were used for the perks that you were able to provide. You were their human helium tank that maintained their inflated view of themselves. I know it sounds harsh and it's very painful to realize and accept that, But the acceptance of this fact is also the very thing that will accelerate your healing and set you free.
So regardless of the situation that you're in, whether you're in a relationship with someone like this, whether you've left this person, whether you're in therapy with or without this person, understand, educate, and accept the truths and, and work with your professional therapists or seek professional help, whether that's through other YouTube videos, podcasts, because like I said, I'm not a therapist. I'm not a medical expert. I just want to share my journey and my learnings with you. And if you're going through anything like this, you know, you can come along for the ride with me and learn with me and grow with me and we'll thrive. We all will. I'm already thriving and I'm going to continue to do that. And I'm going to live my best life as my authentic self. And then Part of the journey forward for me and, and hopefully for you as well is maintaining your sense of self and maintaining your self-worth and keeping your self-esteem where it should be. And don't let anybody in the future treat you the same way that you've been treated. You know, I think um, for me especially, I learn through experience. I'm a hands-on type of person and it's crappy to have to say that for me to learn about narcissistic abuse, I had to go through it. I would never wish that on anybody. So I hope that this episode has been helpful. I hope that you can find a path forward through acceptance. And uh, until next time, this is Brent signing off. Thank you.